0: You know about what it costs to run your household on a monthly basis, and you know you should be padding that emergency fund. But are you? It's the little things that can cause the biggest problems in retirement. Coming up, how to avoid making costly mistakes and get your financial health in order. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam King.
1: Welcome to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, along with a full studio for Dual Financial Strategies once again. And we welcome back Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, and, of course, Luke Van Abel, who's been with us the last couple of weeks. And, uh, again, it is all about your retirement. uh, To get that retirement lifestyle review that you can get at uh, no cost, no obligation, and as we uh, approach... Uh, The Advent, it's, uh, well, we wish everybody season's greetings here, and we can sometimes be our worst enemies, whether it's Christmas, New Year's, Easter, or whatever. So uh, we're going to break down with Sam, Andy, and Luke some things, six of them uh, to be uh, precise, uh, that uh, you could be doing. Uh, they could sabotage your retirement. And you might even uh, not realize you are doing it. And uh, Sam, we we certainly can't afford that to happen to anybody in our audience here in the Fox Valley. So tell us about it. Uh, well, no, number one, if you don't know what you're spending every month, you could be in crucial trouble if you don't have a budget.
0: Yeah, you know, the, the word budget kind of tends to go by the wayside, I think, as we get older and very aware of it when we're younger and raising a family, but uh, budget still applies even as we're going into retirement because we have to know um, what our money flow is. we got to know where the money is going to. I mean, you know where the money's coming from. You're very conscious of that when you go into retirement. But some people aren't as conscious of where it's going to and what it's being spent on. But that helps you just determine, are you living within your means? Are you spending money that you should be saving? Are we, you know, could your could your budget be pared back a little bit? Uh, we see people that, that will run into that issue from time to time where they are spending more in retirement. Uh, than what they anticipated they were going to, uh, what they said they were going to. Uh, but that leads to an issue because your financial advisor has structured your retirement income plan based upon what you've told us your needs were going to be. And then if you're exceeding those needs, well you can't look to the you can't look to the plan and say, well, there's something wrong with the plan. It's like, no, the, the issue is with your spending. So just make sure that you have your spending under control, if you start to notice that uh, you're spending more than you thought you were, start taking some really deep looks and see where is it going to? Where's that extra money going to every month? Because uh, especially in today's environment, it's awfully easy to all of a sudden you've got an extra two, three, $400 a month that seems to be evaporating and, uh, you know, we're talking three, four, five, six thousand dollars a year there, Chuck. That makes a big difference to somebody.
1: It sure does, Sam. And I think that, but uh, people underestimate sometimes is they think they're going to spend less money in retirement. But uh, if, if you say if you put a, a percentage on it, I want to only spend seventy-five percent. Uh, well, do you want only seventy-five percent happiness in your <laughs> in your yeah. retirement years or not? So you got to be prepared, as you say. Well, Andy, what about this one? You're not automating savings and debt payments.
2: Well, this is an interesting thought process. So yes, t- it takes time, obviously, to write checks and to pay your bills and to do all that stuff. I don't know if you're using your online banking bill pay system. It's definitely something that... Um, can make your life easier and you don't have to think about things that are reoccurring bills. There's in some cases instances where your bill can be linked directly to your bank account um, and that way it would automatically pay the bill that is due. So there is some thoughts about that that positively or negatively depends on how comfortable you are using those systems. I, I think the overarching... Point to be made here is the fact that um, people are struggling right now financially because of the price of goods and services, and that is the bottom line that we see everywhere. And um, and in fact, you know, more and more people are using and living off of their credit cards to the point, or to the tune of approximately five thousand dollars going in debt every year that this inflation has Mm -hmm. gone up. And there's, you know, when we look at inflation. We've had long-term inflation that's been pretty low, and now after 50-some years, we have gone into, you know, some people say single digits, some people say double digits inflation. Um, You and I both are feeling this at the pumps and the grocery stores, and it's frustrating because it's because they are printing money. So we need to just do what we can to create a plan that functions within your lifestyle, and takes a look at all the different types of money that you have to make sure that you have what you need going through retirement.
0: And I think one of the the best things that we see for automation is the automation of credit card payments every month. Just setting your credit card payments up on auto pay. We do that on every yep. every credit card we use, uh, and the reason why is because you can forget. You know, you get those credit card bills. It typically isn't due for what three weeks. Two to three weeks before yeah, it's a due. Big lag there. There's a yeah. huge lag on that. And then you forget. And man, that credit card company is more than happy to, you know, charge whack you for, What, 35, and, yeah. 40 bucks for a missed payment. And then they're going to charge you interest. I i don't remember the numbers now, but I do know that the credit card companies and the banks collect billions. That's with a B, billions of dollars in And fees they're happy to do year, that. And they're happy to do it because of late payments. So, Um, Even just doing auto-pay on some of these things is very, very handy and could potentially save you, literally, if you're a person that procrastinates on paying that sort of thing or forgets it, that could save you hundreds of dollars a year.
1: Well, I guess I'm the opposite. Uh, and of course, you guys are a lot busier than I am. I'm just uh, your old announcer here, but I like the old school <laughs> way of writing a check. Uh, but, uh, you yeah. know, I certainly don't understand. Uh, I certainly do understand, I should say, people who are on auto pay. I, I You know, I am guess I'm a little bit finicky about wanting uh, somebody to know my information with a company. And if I want to change credit card companies, then you got to go through the rigmarole of uh, canceling everything. But anyway, uh, be that as a man, and you talk about inflation, Andy. Uh, I just had an oil change done for my car uh, for our trip this weekend up to Michigan to see our family, and I paid eighty-eight bucks for an oil change, whereas yeah. three months ago it was sixty-two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've got any more oil in the crankcase.
0: So, well, you were using that. Andy was using a spice in cooking. We were just cooking the other day, and we noticed that um, she had bought a couple of new jars of it, and we were finishing up an old jar. and It's just a regular, regular garlic spice, and it was five ninety nine originally, hmm. and this last one that you bought was six ninety nine. So. I don't know what is that as a percentage an extra dollar increase. That's 20%. almost twenty percent. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Let's twenty percent increase. Yeah.
1: Dried mustard. Same thing. My wife uses a lot of that. All right, Luke, let's talk about supporting others at your own expense. This is something I think you could control. Kick those kids out of the basement.
3: Yeah, or with um, you know, that with many living longer, right? We could have aging parents. Um so according to a recent Survey about two in five Americans are providing some level of support for a family member. So that could be someone younger, that could be kids. This could also be an older generation, a mom or a dad. Uh, This is according to Family Obligations Across Generation Survey. And while it's natural for us to want to help loved ones, it can be tough. It can be a really tough balancing act, um, especially if doing so may jeopardize your own retirement. Um, A separate study from AARP uh, talks about family caregivers age 50 and ov- older who might need to leave the workforce to care for a parent. And on average, they estimate that uh, that person leaving the workforce is going to lose out on $304,000 in wages and benefits over the rest of their lifetime, assuming they're doing this. This early, so evidence suggests that you know assuming the role of caregiver for aging parent during your midlife may have substantial risk, especially for women, because women actually get dinged the hardest in this scenario, um, and could put them um, in poverty in old age if 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 things aren't plan for properly.
1: Absolutely. Well, we've got three more things to go over in just a couple of more minutes to do it here. Uh, Six things that could sabotage your retirement. We don't want to uh, see you do that here on your retirement. So Sam, what about uh, relying on working in retirement?
0: Well, I think that uh, the biggest issue with relying on working in retirement, if you're voluntarily working, if you're using it for spending money or for extra cash, that's great. But to have to rely on that income, the number one thing I think we have to remember is your health. Um, you know, it's that's the one thing that we typically don't have complete control over, uh, and there was a recent study that said that uh, four in 10 retirees uh, retired earlier than they had expected, and it is most often due to a health problem. Our disability. Some of it changes an organization. But if you're going to work in retirement, just be very, very uh, aware of the fact that if you're if you're working because you have to work, uh, you have to have your lifestyle adjusted accordingly.
1: And I think going hand in hand, Andy, with that is, if you don't account for rising health care costs, and you do have a health issue, you could be in trouble again. And that could sabotage your retirement plan, too.
2: Well, absolutely. I mean, when you look at the cost of everything, including healthcare, care, um, everything is on the rise. But take that into account, especially when you're looking at um, Medicare and how... Which plan you choose can um, substantially increase or decrease the portions that you have to pay. So talking to someone who knows and understands the ins and outs of Medicare can make a huge difference for you. If you were to have some sort of incident that was outside usual and customary events, um, depending on whether you have a supplement or whether you have a Medicare Advantage can make all the difference in the world as to how much it's going to cover and how much is going to come out of your pocket, not to mention before you hit Medicare age, um, when you are, you know, a lot of people are retiring at age 62, they start social security at that point in time, and they've got to get from 62 to 65 with some sort of a health plan. Um, those plans can be incredibly expensive. Obamacare is not, um, for the faint of heart, shall we say, when it comes to premiums, and especially if you can't qualify for the subsidies for it. Um, I, you know, I, I, used to work in health insurance a long time ago and it's frustrating to me to look at the premiums today and what we're paying for health insurance and what we were supposed to have as far as options are certainly not there so make sure that you're working with someone who knows and understands the ins and outs of health care because it can be very impactful to your financial well-being and your retirement savings
1: so you mean it's a misnomer to say it's the affordable health care act oh yeah, oh, yeah. i call bs on that <laughs> all right luke real quickly here we only got about 30 seconds or so. You can could sabotage yourself if you don't seek professional advice. don't be a do-it-yourselfer.
3: Absolutely you know there's more and more ma- Americans today flying solo on this. Even experienced and highly confident investors can benefit from some professional advice from somebody who's unbiased and unbiased third party. no matter how competent you are at managing your own finances, it's nearly impossible to do this with being devoid, devoid of emotion. A trusted financial advisor can also help you approach your finances proactively rather than reactively. And emotion, remember emotion is the arch enemy of sound financial decision-making. The financial advisor you choose to guide your financial future must place your best interest at the forefront of the relationship, working ultimately in a fiduciary capacity. So reach out to an independent firm like Dual Financial Strategies to get professional advice.
1: Absolutely. And the way to do that is to give them a call right now for that no cost, no obligation sit down with them as uh, 23 becomes 24. Uh, You know, you don't have to do it this weekend, but sometime between Christmas and New Year's and of course, into the new year, 866-203-7486 is the number and you'll get that no cost, no obligation sit down in either the Green Bay office or the Appleton office here uh, on your retirement from dual financial strategies. Over 23 years of experience And as Luke said, you know what that word fiduciary means. It means you are uh, the person that uh, is number one in terms of best interest. And it's not them. It's you. 866-203-7486.
0: Sam, what's coming up next? Chuck, there's no question that life can be stressful at times. Managing it is the key. When we come back, we'll show you how to diagnose and treat your financial portfolio stress.
1: This is Your Retirement, and our segment now is Chuck Caton uh, is my name, and uh, Sam Duell and Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel are in studio with us from Dual Financial Strategies, and if you missed the phone number, it's 866-203-7486, and you could get an extra little premium, too, because uh, into its third printing is uh, Sam's book, uh, Purpose Determines Placement, and so if you uh, come in for that, no cost, no obligation, sit down to discuss your retirement with them. Uh, You'll get a copy of that, and uh, of course, Sam, later on, will explain what it means, uh, the purpose determines placement uh, uh, that uh, he uh, named his book. All right, uh, we want to know if your retirement portfolio is under stress. It might look fine on the surface, but there could be some stressors lurking just beneath the surface here. So in this segment, again, we're going to discuss the ways uh, to uh, stress-test your retirement nest egg and to offer some action steps to take to relieve some of that stress. And the first thing you have to do is assess, Sam, your goals and discuss them as well.
0: Yeah, assessing and discussing is, is really important. We find a lot of times when you come in and visit for, with us for the first time that you really haven't, uh, you haven't spent a lot of time thinking about this. Um, but what is it that you're trying to achieve here? What, what are we trying to do? That's kind of where it comes down to uh, the title of the book, Chuck, as you mentioned, Purpose Determines Placement. Mm-hmm. Every purpose that you have in your life, every purpose that you have regarding your retirement, whether it be um, the emotional aspect of it, whether it's the physical aspect of it, whether it's the investment aspect of it, whether it is the spending aspect of it, it doesn't matter. Everything you're doing has to have a purpose. And that purpose should dictate and drive the placement of either your thoughts, your ideas, where you live, your investments, all of those sorts of things. So just keep in mind that as you're going through this understanding what your specific goals are and I'm talking about your specific goals I you know cut I don't care what your brother-in-law's goals are makes no difference whatsoever what the goals of the person that works next to you at work is it doesn't matter what money magazine says what are your goals because that's a crucial step pinpoint those pinpoint those so that we can use that to see if there's going to be any potential issues Against your current or a future portfolio, and working with a really good fiduciary-based advisor that focuses on retirement, folks. Not every advisor can do this. As a matter of fact, a very small percentage of them lack uh, have the skill set and have the tools necessary to be able to do what we do every day. So make sure you're working with an advisor that focuses on retirement, so they can help you explore your options as you near that retirement goal.
1: Yeah, that's a very, very important point, Sam, because I think a lot of people think, uh, well, you know, when I go and meet with Dual Financial Strategies or any uh, fiduciary uh, advisory firm, that they're going to tell me the same thing that they told Joe Schmoe or Jill Schmoe five minutes ago at the previous appointment. But that's not the way it works, is it?
0: No, it's not. And that's that's the thing. I would say that probably... Oh, I would say probably, Chuck, 50% of the people that come and see us, their comment to us is, hey, I like my current advisor. I've been with them for 15 years. I don't feel like they've ever done me wrong. But I'm not sure that they have the skills or the knowledge to handle retirement because I'm recognizing that this is different. Uh, But what I'm recognizing is that they aren't different. They're talking to me about the exact same things today as they were 15 years ago. We've never, ever talked about that. They've never looked at my 401k. Um, So you could be stuck in basically kind of big box, uh, you know, big box world where it's Catering to the masses, they'll take on anybody that comes to the front door, regardless of the situation, but your situation now is different. It's 180 degrees polar opposite when you go into retirement, what you're going to experience there, you have never experienced before, you've never done this before, you need to have a firm in your life and on your side that knows and understands retirement at every level and on every aspect.
1: That is very, very true. And that uh, should be dual financial strategies for those of you listening to us because I've got a couple of offices, Appleton and Green Bay, where they can serve you, and give you that no cost, no obligation, sit down to assess your retirement. Uh, and it's 866-203-7486. That's the number that you can call. 866-203-7486 to get that no cost, no obligation, retirement lifestyle review. That is, uh, again, catered to you and what you want. Because, Andy, uh, when we talk about your retirement portfolio, if it is under stress, you better know what's going on, right? And examine what you have.
2: Well, that's a totally valid point. So, Doing an analysis on your existing portfolio or your assets can seriously help you develop a clear picture. What stressors you have out there? You know, Sam and I, Luke talk all the time about: Do you have an income gap? How do we establish finding that income gap? Um, what kind of pressure do you have to put on your buckets of money, if you will, to uh, make up for that income gap that you have? What's the most tax-efficient place to take it from? Is there anything else that we're trying to solve for, as far as Medicare costs? or um, the regular health insurance costs. So those are all things that we have to take into accountability. We do tend to look at things in buckets. And so you have to understand what those mean and what options are available to you in each one of those strategies. So if we want to talk about um, perhaps a safety asset or a safety bucket, um, you have to Consider what is the possible downside risk that you have with any of these tools. And so your safety bucket should be like cash in the bank, things that you cannot lose. These are going to be things and tools like fixed annuities where you cannot lose assets based on whatever the market is doing. Same thing with your banking tools. Um, They're meant to be accessible like your cash at the bank, Um These are options that are readily available to you that you can get your hands on any day that you need them. Now, from an income perspective, this is going to change a little bit. Most people have Social Security as an income. Some people have pensions as an income. Um, Some might have rental income. But then you have to look at, well, if you don't have a pension, if you want a pension, then you're going to look at tools like an annuity. Now, there are different types of annuities, so make sure that you know and understand what type you're looking at because they can be pretty heavily laden with fees on some of the instances. So we have to make sure that you um, know and understand what you're trying to accomplish from an income bucket. So the same thing with a pension. If you were going to have a pension, um, that would be the usage that company would go out and buy an annuity and that strategy would then be turned on for you, whether it be for yourself or possibly you and your spouse, um, that is something to absolutely establish. Now, there are other places that you might be able to get more money like a pension through using an annuity, like a fixed or fixed indexed annuity. And so it may behoove of you if you have the option to take a lump sum from your plan, uh, and roll that over into some sort of annuity you might actually get more than what you could through your pension so these are all just working with someone who knows and understands these different tools can make a huge difference in your retirement and how long it'll last um the last place that we would talk about would be growth and so how how are you going to grow your money and how much growth do you actually need and this goes back to how much pressure do you need to put on your assets to provide you if you have an income gap or you're trying to fill a void how much pressure pressure do you actually have to put on those accounts? So if you really only need 3% growth to make your um, income gap work, then you don't necessarily want to put a 12% pressure on that. So that is something to just be aware of when you're looking at these different buckets. And Um, working with someone who obviously knows and understands retirement inside and out so that you can form a plan that is suitable for your family.
1: Absolutely true. And Luke, uh, when we talk about prescribing a plan, uh, what goes into that once we understand the bucket uh, strategy and uh, what you have as your resources for retirement?
3: Yeah. So after we identify or you identify your current position, where you want to go, so what's your goals, you can create a strategy to help Bridge Any of these gaps that we've been talking about. The biggest gaps come in income once you leave the workforce, as we talked about. The process, though, involves a couple things. So first, identifying the proper mix of assets for your plan. What does that look like now that you're near retirement or in retirement? likely going to be much different than it was during that growth and accumulation phase and also real existing assets to relieve any pressure points in your portfolio the tools and investments should align with your comfort risk comfort level excuse me and lifestyle now so those should all line up. The purpose of the tools that you're using now um, should be in place um, and not the way that they were maybe 10 or 15 years ago. So make your financial health a priority. Don't wait until unexpected problems are hinted and um, alignment forces affect you or force you to act. You may have wanted to get this done for a while, so let 2024 be the year you get this in order.
1: Absolutely true, Luke. And so, Sam, how do we do this? And uh, how do we approach uh, well, with Christmas coming Monday? Uh, when do we want to talk to you? And what are you going to do when you sit down with uh, one of our listeners?
0: Well, we just want to talk about what you want to talk about. This is your retirement. This is you know this is your life event that you're that you're going into here. So. When you give us a call and you come into the office, uh, it's going to be very relaxed. It'll be very laid back. Uh, you're going to do a lot more talking than we are. We're going to ask you questions and uh, uh, we're going to, you know, look for some answers and some insight into those answers. But we would say just bring whatever you know, whatever your thoughts, your fears, your your joys are to the meeting. Um, what's the questions that you have, and let's just let's see where you're at. Are you on the right path? Can you retire? Can you stay retired? What's this going to look like for you? But uh, The one thing we promise is that it's not a sales pitch. You're not going to have any pressure to do anything, to buy anything, or to proceed forward. If we feel like we can provide a value to you, And we feel like we could be a good fit for you and you'd be a good fit for us. We'll make some suggestions of what path we might be able to take, do some risk analysis and go from there. If not, or if we feel like you're doing fine on your own, we'll tell you that as well. But it all starts with a phone call, Chuck.
1: Absolutely. And it's the honesty with which uh, Dual Financial Strategies approaches uh, their job with you as fiduciaries. And that's, again, another indication of what it means to be a fiduciary. You come first. It's all about your retirement. And that's why this program is called that uh, with Dual Financial Strategies at your service. It's 866-203-7486. You can make that no cost, no obligation uh, phone call to uh, set down uh, with Sam, Andy, or Luke and discuss your retirement plans. Maybe you're three or four or five years away from retirement. This is the time to think about it. So, uh, whether it's the Green Bay office or the Appleton office, anywhere you're listening to us here in the beautiful Fox Valley of Northeast Wisconsin, uh, this is where uh, you we'll get uh, the best in services uh, from a fiduciary firm like Dual Financial Strategies. It's 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486. Well, Sam, we've got to take a break. What's coming up in the next
0: segment? Are you ready to retire? And probably a resounding chorus of yeses to that, but just saying yes doesn't necessarily mean that you are. When we come back, we'll highlight several steps to take right now to make sure you're really really ready for retirement. Your
1: retirement continuing. Chuck Caton at your service here with Sam Dool, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies. And again, that number, in case you missed it before the break, is 866-203-7486. Again, no cost, no obligation to sit down. As Sam said earlier, uh, you're not going to be sold anything. You're not going to have anything pushed down your throat. You're going to find out uh, uh, from them what uh, they can offer you based on what you want. Uh, in retirement because uh, getting to the retirement stage is easy enough Uh, we work for a long time you save a bunch of money and then it's off to the golf course or maybe the tennis court or maybe to the hockey rink or to hang with the grandkids or just relaxing well you can do it all But it does take a lot of planning here. And, of course, it takes uh, your resources that you have to have in retirement. So uh, Sam, Andy, and Luke have some ideas that uh, could help you get there. Uh, Again, to answer the old question, as Sam said before the break, are you ready to retire? Well, one of the ways, Sam, that you uh, could be ready and something you should be planning for as you approach retirement is to retire something called debt.
0: Yeah, that debt needs to go, uh, especially if you have any type of revolving debt debt on credit cards just that's just no good when you're going into retirement the interest rates are atrocious uh, and that's just going to really really inhibit your ability to be able to live retirement to your fullest Uh, not having a mortgage payment not having credit card payments not having a car payment all of those sorts of things add up now we are not vehemently against having a house payment in today's world it can be difficult and our philosophy on that is that you're going to have to pay something to live somewhere so if the house payment that you have fits within your monthly budget if it easily fits within there with whatever your source of income is when you're in retirement That's a whole nother matter. But any sort of uh, external debt, uh, like I said, high interest debt, start working now. Get that paid off and get that out of your life because we do not want to carry that into retirement.
1: Absolutely true. And again, as things uh, evolve, Andy, in retirement for uh, some of your clients and uh, potential clients that are listening to this program, they've got to understand uh, this thing called risk and reconsider what uh, the profile is and how much risk you're gonna take.
2: Well, it's interesting is and usually when we are speaking to people, determining what your risk number is is a pretty important first step in establishing who you are and what your thoughts are about your money. So going onto our website, dualstrategies.com, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little link that says, what is your risk number? What that does is it's going to ask you a series of questions, and that will give you kind of a benchmark between 1 and 99 of where you sit at this point in time in risk. And from that, we can actually plug in your portfolios when you come in and see us, and we can Find out if there is a difference between the risk number that you are comfortable with and the risk number that your accounts are in. And oftentimes, what we find is that the closer you get to retirement, your risk number generally starts to come down. Or you can pair things off and do smaller accounts that maybe you enjoy tinkering in the market, um, but not subject your entire portfolio to that. So from a standpoint of evaluating those two numbers and comparing them, you know, it's not uncommon to see people that have gone from being more moderately aggressive to maybe a little bit more moderately conservative. And what that means to you is that your portfolio or if you have multiple different accounts in there, we can actually look at each individual account and find out if it is in line with what your current risk tolerance is or not. Um, But oftentimes we see that there's a big difference. You might be a 46 and your portfolio might be sitting at a 79. So there can be a bit of a discrepancy there. And oftentimes we'll have people that will say that to us. I don't know what's wrong. It just doesn't feel like it's quite right. Or it seems like it's reacting or responding more than I'm comfortable with. So those are all things to continue to investigate and um, ferret out as you're going into retirement.
1: Yeah, very, very good point by Andy there, because uh, that is extremely important when it comes uh, to the growth potential uh, in your portfolio. And if you want to know more about uh, what uh, that risk-alizer, that risk number is, and what it uh, constitutes, well, give uh, Dual Financial Strategies a call and ask Sam and your Luke about it at 866-203-7486. All right, we want to uh, get to retirement as comfortably as possible, Luke. And uh, naturally, we want to keep his health as possible but uh, there could be some things that could be out of our control as we head uh, deeper and deeper into our 70s and 80s and beyond so you gotta think about health care
3: right it's an unfortunate fact of life that health care becomes a more critical part of the plan as we age so don't forget to include this in your plan because it's not going to come directly out of your paycheck anymore it's going to come out of obviously the dollars that are flowing in but it's not going to be something where, oh, all of a sudden we're netting this paycheck and we kind of forget about the health care piece. So that's got to be included. We know that the cost of health care is inflating pretty quickly. And another piece, and I know we talk about this all the time, but to think about in the future that I'm going to lump into healthcare care here is the long term care piece. So you've got to budget for that. You've got to put a plan in place to get that area covered or you've got to set money aside for long term care to ensure that your needs are going to be met. Um, that you can continue to live, that you don't leave a a spouse maybe destitute um, as a result of a an asset sped down or something like that.
1: Absolutely true, and that's part of the preparation that we have to talk about. So uh, again, uh, here's that word budget, Sam, that we talked about earlier. Spending plan. I, I think you know budget probably has a. Uh, a negative connotation to a lot of people if they're, if they're wild spenders or if they don't know exactly what they're spending uh, in a month. But you have to be able to sit down and know uh, what your expenditures are when you're in retirement because you're basically paying yourself. So make a budget, uh, as uh, difficult or as negative that may sound to some of our listeners.
0: Well, and I think with that, just really in the, in the most simplistic form, if you just know what two different sets of numbers are – it'll be a lot easier for you the first set of number would be things like food clothing shelter health care real estate taxes these are not optional you don't get to you know it's not optional that you eat i guess it is but it won't last long so These are things that you have to have within your spending profile every month. We've got to have money allocated for that, and it's got to be coming to you every month guaranteed, whether that is from your Social Security, from a pension payment, from an annuity payment, from whatever. It has to be there every month. The second set of numbers would be what we would call your discretionary income, your travel, your gifts, club memberships, going out to eat, all of these different sorts of things. Um, Even I would lump uh, things like buying a different car or buying a new car into discretionary income. You don't have to have a brand new car. In most instances, things can be fixed. So be realistic about it be very, very specific with your discretionary spending needs, because we find that in most people, that's where the money really starts to to roll, and that's where you can lose control of it is by not understanding how much you're spending above and beyond what is absolutely needed.
1: Absolutely true. Uh, and speaking of the word roll, Andy, uh, what about uh, people that are still working, maybe they're five, six, seven years away from retirement, uh, they are getting a 401k, that their employer is matching it. Uh, what about uh, consider rolling it over into an IRA?
2: Well, the the goods and the bads. So you generally have to be 59 and a half in order to be able to roll something over unless mm-hmm. you are no longer with that company. And then you can roll anything over no matter what your age is. But at the end of the day, what is good about being able to roll over your account is that it gives you an unlimited amount of possibilities to go through. So it may not be that your 401k has the choices that you would want to use. Maybe you're a little bit concerned about market risk and the choices that you have through your 401k do not per se help you as much as you would be comfortable with. So if you are over 59 and a half still working, the usual rule of thumb is that you can talk to your HR department and find out if you can do what's called a non-hardship distribution. And if you can, then you can roll that money to an individual IRA, which would be your account also, wherever you want. So if it's something you know that you're looking at and you want some protection from the market, um, then you could potentially use something like a fixed indexed annuity that's going to have zero downside losses due to market. Um, You could... If you're comfortable with the market and just want some different options than what you have in your 401k, you could move that to an IRA that is based on um, market now you know, we prefer to use things like exchange traded funds, which are much more efficient as far as fees are concerned. Um, And so there's lots and lots of tools that you would have options to use outside your 401k, but you can't use those tools if your money is still within that plan.
1: And finally, Luke, uh, very quickly, uh, deciding where you want to live. You mean, you, ladies and gentlemen, you just don't want to stay in northeastern Wisconsin with all the snow and the cold in the winter? Well, maybe some people don't, right? And that's uh, something they need to think about uh, when they uh, gets at to retire.
3: Yeah. And for some of us, it's, we don't even think about living anywhere else because, well, we've always lived here. It's comfortable. Families here, whatever it might be. Um, certainly, as we get closer to retirement, it seems like more people are like, hey, somewhere, somewhere south of here sounds lovely. Um, but yeah, decide, decide where you want to live. You know, is it, is it a small town? Is it a bigger town? Is it, you know, do you want to find a place where maybe you can lower your tax bill? Um, what pace do you want you know do you want a slower pace do you want a simpler pace Um, maybe it's a lower cost of living that another area might bring you Um, I recently read an article about Jeff Bezos moving from Washington State to Miami Florida and he was talking about the reasons he was doing so and it was all touchy-feely about family and some other stuff Um, but what the what the Guy was talking about <laughs> and, we, and you're recognizing Right away Chuck yeah, know And, and most of us there. will That talk in this arena Is that you know, he could have at least mentioned yeah. the tax implications, yeah. uh, but him, yeah, him. Does him he work for to, the
1: Biden administration? I just want to know. Yeah,
3: I uh, know. Right. He, it has nothing to do with that. He's going down to Florida uh, for the tax benefits that will be in the billions, prob- billions with a B. Um, yes. But yeah, decide where you want to live because it doesn't have to be here in northeast Wisconsin if you don't want it to be.
1: OK, so practicing retirement. You got about 30 seconds here, Sam. What can we do for our listeners?
3: Well, just, you know, when you start to
0: practice retirement, just start thinking about how it's going to feel. We've actually had clients where one person retired and the other one continued to work just to see <clears throat> what their income would look like. So lots of different things, folks. Retirement's totally different. It's 180 degrees polar opposite from what you're doing right now. You need to be working with an advisory firm that focuses specifically in that area So give us a call, and we can show you what we do and have done for so many others in their years past.
1: And it's that number that we always give you that you can reach Sam, Andy, and Luke at right after Christmas. They'll be available at 866-203-7486. That is 866-203-7486. You'll get that retirement lifestyle review, and the best part is when you sit down and meet with them, It's at no cost, no obligation. They want to know about you, you want to know about them, and what can be done uh, to project a a beautiful retirement for you. So once again, let Dual Financial Strategies uh, work on your retirement, as fiduciaries as they are, because you come first at 866-203-7486. Well, it's been a, a very good show and a very quick show, Sam, but we've got one more segment.
0: It's that time again, and when we come back, we're answering questions from listeners and more. Stick around.
1: Your retirement concluding with our question and answer session. It's Chuck Caton here for Dual Financial Strategies along with Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel. We've got that full studio. And I wonder if everybody's done their Christmas shopping. I'm sure you have. I'm one of those that throws money at it, Sam. (laughs) We're going to give people a little bit of dough because, you uh, you know, we're traveling. Uh, As I speak right now, uh, we'll be on our way to southwestern Michigan. So, uh, you know, I'm sitting in a studio in Raleigh, North Carolina right now. I've I've got to get on my horse after this show so I can make it before Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's a little 14, 15-hour drive, but again, Uh, I I don't have a lot of room in my trunk, nor do I have the desire to go Christmas shopping. So I just, uh, as they say, throw money at it and people will be uh, happy about it. But now we're going to throw questions at you and Andy and Luke. So are you all set to go? Ready to go. All right, let's go to Pulaski here. Meredith is there. Uh, She says, I'm going to be retiring with a generous pension and uh, Social Security for 40 years full-time. So she's going to get that Social Security there, and I'm told they will tax my Social Security benefit about 85% uh, the way she's figuring it out. I'm holding off applying until I know for sure. I also have a small 401K that I don't plan on touching until I'm required to take uh, minimum monthly distributions, those uh, required minimum distributions, I'm sure this is what she means. She's planning to retire at 63, which is next year. Uh, why will I be taxed so much she wants to know on the SS
0: Uh, well Meredith it's because of the pension Uh, the taxation on your social security and what percentage of it is taxed is based entirely upon what your income is Uh, If you take a look at the Social Security website, uh, ssa.gov, they talk about this. But basically, you're still filing tax returns. But when you retire, according to Social Security, about 40% of all people who get Social Security will be paying federal income taxes on it. Um, And the amount that you pay is basically everything that you have that comes in your front door. The money that you're getting from your pension, any interest that you're receiving on any funds, uh, if you get dividends, anything, it doesn't matter. Even non-taxable income, uh, like the, tax, the, uh, the interest off of municipal bonds is taxable in accordance with Social Security. But basically what they do, they call that your combined income. You're going to add all of that stuff together and you're going to add in half of what you're receiving in Social Security. And if you're a single person, anywhere between $25,000 and $34,000, you're going to be t- paying taxes on half your Social Security. As soon as you go above $34,000, Then up to eighty five percent of that Social Security will be taxable, so that's the reason why they're giving you the eighty five percent number, Meredith, is because of the income from the pension. Uh, For folks that would be uh, married couples, uh, your numbers are thirty two thousand to forty four thousand for half of it to be taxed, and anything over forty four thousand then of course is at eighty five. And interestingly enough, Chuck, uh, actually, uh, you know, it's very frustrating to us. This is the one thing that for whatever reason never ever gets discussed i've never heard an advisor in my lifetime uh, or anybody on a retirement show or anywhere else talk about this that those numbers that's you know how much you you can make as a as a single person how much you can make as a married person those numbers have never been adjusted for inflation i mean yeah. they've been taxing social security now for what since the
1: 80s yeah 83 i believe or something yeah like so that, what yeah.
0: are we now we're 30 years that they've been taxing social security that <laughs> is the one the yeah. one thing yeah 40 that's the one thing that has never been adjusted so it's it's humorous on the website for the social Because they say, well, if you get a substantial and they use the word substantial amount of income uh, beyond Social Security, then you're going to be taxed. I'm I'm not sure where. $44,000 $44,000 for a married couple, $34,000 for a single person. I'm not sure when that turned into substantial levels of income, but in the IRS and in your politician's eyes, it is. Yeah, ridiculous. But that's why, Meredith. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's unfair, really, to tax Social Security since uh, you're taxed uh, any percentage of your That shouldn't count at all. And I've been on that bandwagon since before I started collecting it. It's uh, absolutely uh, ridiculous. Yeah, uh, let's go to Appleton now uh, for Andy. Uh, Lisa's there. I'm 64, my spouse is 61, plan to retire and start drawing next year. Uh, I was going to wait uh, until full retirement age, but I've seen too many people die and get nothing. So if I start drawing, what's the best option uh, for my spouse? Uh, Early uh, full retirement or 70? I still work uh, full-time, self-employed, so my monthly benefits should increase slightly, I believe.
2: Well, so that's a great question, Lisa. Um, From where you're at right now, if you are self-employed, um... If you continue to work and think about collecting Social Security, there's actually a limit to how much money that you can make outside of Social Security. So that you have to be consciously aware of. If you are not going to or excuse me, if you you keep on working, I, I don't know that I would, in fact, turn on Social Security. The next thing that I would ask you about is how is everyone's health? Because this is the next point when you're looking at Social Security. People are concerned about it, you know, running out. People are concerned about dying before they get it. If your health is in pretty good shape, I would be less concerned and more apt to tell you to wait until your full retirement age benefits when you're going to collect... Um, you're going to start social security probably and uh, Medicare starts at 65 so um, there are a couple things to consider while you're looking at this but as far as making sure that your spouse has what they need um, obviously full retirement age benefits or age 70 benefits are going to be your best option to make sure that they have the highest amount of payment that they can get um, if, if you pass away first so those are things to consider but um, I would definitely evaluate how is your health Um, if you're still planning on working and if you're trying to leave as much to your significant other then um, waiting as long as possible just creates an 8% increase every year that you don't turn it on so um, that's a pretty good rate if you were to look at a CD by just not turning on Social Security for a while.
1: All right, Luke, Nets in Oswabana, and uh, says, my dad recently passed, and I'm receiving about $180,000 from his life insurance policy. I'm 29, uh, and I've kind of been lost a little bit on what to do with this money, and I'm currently investing 7% in my 401K, uh, which uh, the company I'm working for matches. Uh, I've been looking into uh, Roth IRAs, CDs, and bonds, uh, but I do have some student loan debt to pay. Off as well. So, where do I start?
3: Nat, well, I want to say sorry for your loss. Losing a parent uh, would be absolutely devastating. Um, It starts with a retirement lifestyle review, really. Even though you're only 29 years old, it's not too early given this chunk of money that you're receiving and the great questions that you're asking um, to make sure that these are positioned in the most efficient manner possible. Ultimately, I think you need to answer kind of what is the goal for the money? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, I'd recommend starting with the end in mind, meaning where do you want to be as you imagine yourself down the road? Um, It would be helpful to know, you know, how much student loan debt you have now, what's the interest rate on that debt, a few more details about your goals to really specifically get you pointed in the right direction. Um, On the note of Roth IRA, great tool for tax-free income and retirement and growth. Um, However, you cannot put a lump sum into that. So you're talking about $180,000. You're putting money into the 401k. You can start putting money every year into that Roth, but you're still going to have a substantial chunk of money left over that you need to do with. Um, So... There's ex- you can also explore other investment accounts, other asset classes that could be positioned to meet your risk and return goals um, to get you to the next step. And there's also um, the nice thing about some of the alternative types of accounts is that they have unlimited amounts of money that can go in to fund them. Um, so that'll give you a lot of uh, flexibility. And then start thinking about with this money in particular, seeing it came from your dad, there's going to be an emotional connection to this money, um, like, like maybe not, like, like you don't have for your 401k. What's your risk speed with regard to how much risk speed are you comfortable with this? So if we're talking about risk, like if I gave you a scale of 1 to 99 miles an hour, how fast do you want this money to move realizing that we're going to be taking, you're going to be taking some risk with it. So, You can give the office a call. We'd be happy to put together a plan and help get you pointed in the right direction.
1: All right, Sam, final question here. Barney in Brilliant wants to know, I took out a loan earlier this year and I switched jobs last month. Now I understand I'm going to have to pay income tax and a fee on that loan unless I can roll the loan over into my new employer's 401k program. So uh, can I defer the 401 loan income to next year's taxes?
0: So there's there's several rules uh, that surround taking a loan from a 401k barney and the repayment of it <clears throat> and it can be it can get pretty convoluted um, the short answer to your to your question is no uh... if you don't roll that loan into your new 401k if you're not allowed to do that that's going to be considered to be uh... ordinary income and it's going to be taxable in the year that it was basically realized uh... so if you if you did that uh, you did that this year, then it would be taxable in this year. So it's always in the in the year that you actually took the loan out. Um, if you can defer that loan over to the new employer, that would be your better bet. If you don't have the money to just repay it uh, all at one time, that would be your best bet. Uh, typically, your most cases you're required to repay that loan within five years. Uh, it can't go on forever and ever, so you can't take a 401k loan and then, you know, pay the thing back over 30 years. It doesn't work that way. Um, so just be very well aware of the rules. But, no, if you, if you don't have that loan positioned into a new plan, it will be taxable in the year that the income would have been technically realized.
1: All right. Well, those are the questions for the week. And I know, uh, Sam, Andy, and Luke, you have uh, some salutations for our listeners and hope they have a blessed Christmas and New Year.
0: Yeah, we just appreciate all of the time that you spend with us uh, every year, tuning into our radio shows, tuning in to our television shows, uh, attending our uh, our public events where uh, we speak publicly. Um, Just, uh, you know, we're so honored to be able to uh, spend time with you on the weekends and uh, look forward to uh, being here for the many years to come which we all hope that we have that's so.
1: right and uh, I, I know that i want to give you a, a chance also to uh, talk a little bit more about that but i do want to remind our listeners that uh Uh, The way to get a hold of them in the new year, they being Dual Financial Strategy, Sam Dual, Luke Van Abel, Andy Schooler. They're fine people uh, who want to help you to and through retirement. So it's 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486, Retirement Lifestyle Review. Uh, give them a call. Uh, Don't procrastinate. Don't wait till 2025 uh, because 2024 is around the corner, right, Sam? So once again, uh, your final thoughts uh, about our listeners and about this time of the year.
0: Just thanks to everyone for tuning in. We'll be back here again, same time, same place next week.
3: Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.